My name is Adam Eberhardt, and you are listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. We have a special Emerald FC show today. We're talking Champions League. I'm Sean Meadow, joined by Austin Craycraft, who is a frequent member of Emerald FC Podcasts, but where you've brought back an alum. It's Adam Eberhardt. Hi, folks. How you doing? I'm uh, in town briefly, and we're going to talk some UCL. All the way from Chicago, the Barcelona man. Wait, shouldn't we wait until the applause stops? Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan Wynn, our podcast editor, uh, hey Ryan, pull that well up. In here, it's like Jamie. No, I'm gonna put in applause. Hey Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna put applause in After Effects, okay. so you can hear that. Uh, regardless, but we're talking Champions League semifinals. This is Friday, April 26th. Champions League returns next week. Semifinals, big time semifinals. Two English teams in it, one Spanish and one Dutch. It's Tottenham versus Ajax and Barcelona versus Liverpool. And I'm gonna get the allegiances immediately out here, but. Adam Barcelona and Austin Liverpool, yeehaw, head to head right here. It's good. It's it's um, I can't remember the last time Barcelona actually played Liverpool in an elimination round. Uh, it, it's been a long time. I know there's. I'm sure there's I been friendlies. I think it's been. I think it's been about a decade. A decade. Yeah, I think, I think that sounds about right. Mid aughts. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be really good this year. Um, I think Liverpool seems to have a fantastic defense, and Messi is just on a war path after last couple seasons of fairly embarrassing Champions League exits. Um, but it's going to be entertaining regardless. Yeah, this is a, an interesting matchup, I think, because of the way that Barcelona played in that second leg against Manchester United. It, like They woke up after what I thought was a good performance from United, but good also tennis. an iffy performance from Barcelona oh, in yeah. the first leg. It's, it happens. It's, uh, that's not uncommon to see. And at the same time, they do slip, switch, flip the switch into FC second half and just turn it on the Jets. But that was also not the best game that Barcelona has played this season, even. Right, but Messi turning it on, and once he does that against the defense like Chris Smalling and Phil Jones, and, goodness, it, and it a just team like United and the form it, yeah, yeah, this this Man United team is just not what it was. It's still got that name. It still has that crest, but it's it's not the same Manchester United that it used to be. Well, you got uh, you got to give Solskjaer a little credit and a oh, little I do. bit of a break. And I think it's dumb that people are already calling for his head. No, and saying no, this is a bad decision to have given him the full time job. They should have had him wait till the end of the season. Had they done that, they wouldn't have gotten Zidane anyway because he would have been already back at Real Madrid. They probably wouldn't get Pochettino because here's Tottenham making a run regardless. Exactly. So I don't think that changes anything. And Solskjaer has a vision. He's learned from. Sir from Alex. Sir Alex Ferguson so well, I think I think this is a good enough position for him to be in. I, I don't have a problem with this whatsoever because he trusts the youth. He gets the Manchester United crowd. He gets the team. He understands the culture at Old Trafford, and I don't think that's changed that much. And that being said, though, like this is 2019 where managers get chopped and changed, so he's going to have to have a good year next year. And by good, I mean you're going to have to come home with top, some piece of silverware because if you don't have – or no, silverware, honestly. Like – if you don't come ha- home with a medal from any game, any tournament, a, a trophy, yeah. honestly, you need hardware. You need, yeah. you need a trophy. It's Manchester United. You have to win trophies. It's not. It's not. No offense, Austin. It's not Liverpool. It's not Arsenal, where they'll let the manager ease into it a little more. Yeah. It. You got to come home with a trophy. But we're not talking Man United because they're out. But 
that Manchester City Tottenham game. Well, actually, let's go into Liverpool first. Let's go into Liverpool first. Oh, they geez. steamrolled Porto. Yeah, I mean, it was closer than the tie suggested. Um, 6-1 on aggregate. It, the second game was not... If that's how Liverpool wants is going to play against No, Barcelona, that first half was awful. Like That just could have had two or three easy. Yeah, okay, so Manega, let's, let's talk about that. What what broke that down? What kind of disrupted Liverpool's... Like, there was just no flow, it felt like. I don't yeah, really know how I to mean, describe that. I, I just think, ultimately, the team probably wasn't fully mentally engaged after coming in 2-0. Um, not expecting much out of Porto after beating them last year as well, so you just don't have... Oh, crushing them last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last year... They're also, I think, I think a little bit focused on the Premier League. And you no, make, it's really tough to, to balance be. competitions like this. Like, no other team at this... I mean, no other team has to balance it the way that they do right at this no. very point. Ajax has it essentially locked up. They just have to they play games, one win. basically. Is it one win they have to get, or they just... Yeah, they just need well, I mean, points. the funny thing is the only other team that's kind of in this position is Tottenham, and they're running with half the squad that Liverpool does. Yeah, and they're just trying to stay up in, in the top three. Yes. Yeah, and there's so many. They have so many injuries too. So honestly, they'll be fine. Man United, crazy. Arsenal, and Chelsea are just all going to yeah. lose games at the end of the season. They're not. They're not playing well enough. And those two teams, Chelsea and Arsenal, they still have Europa League to worry about. So there's just a lot of weirdness factoring into that final, that top four race at the the last stretch. We, we of have the to talk. League, we have to talk about the City Tottenham. Yeah. Second so mark. so we'll go back into Liverpool Barca maybe, but I think we do have to talk Manchester City versus Tottenham and what an. In- Insane game that was. There's, there's everything that you could want in this. Just quick goals, early finishes, um, VAR playing VAR massive everywhere. Role. Everywhere. Uh, I think VAR got every single thing correct in this game. It. I think based on the current rules, current I th- laws. That, I think they got that it Lorente correct. handball, quote unquote, air quotes around that. Like that's a good goal. That's that's in his. In the natural spot, like it's clean. That is in today's. It's on a side, and he's not extending it to make a play on yeah, the ball. Yeah, it's with this. It's unintentional. Silhouette. That's what it's the natural silhouette. Yeah, that they call it in the, FIFA. Or the UEFA. one thing that tripped me up was seeing uh, the angle that they showed Aguero offside was not square to him. So right, it, that's so that's what kind I of messed me up a little bit. About those offside calls on VAR because I remember it was Juan Mata who had a an offside call. I don't remember who it was against. But he got messed up on VAR because the lines were, well, first crooked. If you go Google this, it's one of the weirdest the, VAR. The, the cuts this, in the turret. Wasn't this earlier? Lines was this earlier so, oh, this year oh, oh. or something? Yeah, it was earlier yeah, this year. It was actually squiggled. It was it terrible. around his foot, right? Right. It, like, yeah. went, it was weird. And then when they did the proper line, you could see he was clearly onside. Yeah. And so they had like this bad VAR system. Like the system needed a revamp within itself, and it did, and it's fine now. And I think they got that Aguero call right because that I mean that is offside in the yeah. sense that it comes off of Bernardo Silva I think was the one who put his foot the, in. The whole conversation on like Twitter and stuff about it is that like it kind of ruins the like momentum of the game like where if there's this massive play where Raheem Sterling scores this goal like everyone just starts in in former years they're just like really really excited about what just happened but now everyone sits and waits yeah, everyone looks immediately at the, the referee. Yeah. Like, even if that's a good goal, then we still have to wait on the referee, right? So yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things that people have complained about. Like, are we no longer going to see celebrations? The- are we no longer going to see mass like huddles on the sideline, like dog piles yeah. after a goal? Which is, I mean, Pep Guardiola was sprinting down the sidelines on this one and thrusting into the crowd. I mean, that's the natural reaction when that, which happens. is what you should do when you score a 90th minute or whatever. It was like to, what, he, to like, keep your quadruple, yeah, to keep quadruple hopes alive, yeah. which 
is now no longer. And they can get the English trouble. But uh, that that game, finishing 4-3 Man City, but 4-4 in aggregate and Spurs going through on the other- goals without Harry Kane. Yeah, Sonny, Sonny awesome. is amazing. He's, it was it was really incredible to see that guy go. I think that like I don't know if it was a tweet that you sent me, Austin, or something, but like I thought about it some more where like clinicalness of his shots, like top two finisher in the world. Top two finisher in the world. Like Messi's maybe what was it? Yeah, right? it was Messi, Messi was the other Messi one. Messi was the other one. Like that's absolutely it, it makes sense now. Like it actually does. Yeah, I, well at first when you see it, you're like, wait, can that be true? And then you think about it and you're like, I don't know how many more people I'd rather take a shot for me to win a game. Yeah, there there really isn't another player that comes to mind right now. His composure is great. I love his composure. Yeah, he doesn't start freaking out in his box, and he no, just and gets a nice shot off. There's a really good story in the Guardian about him, uh, about like his childhood. So that that's a good read if you're listening and want something to read. Just about like how his father made him juggle the ball 400 times without letting it touch the ground, and he would get dizzy and whatever. And his thoughts on marriage and distractions to the game and whatnot. It's a really interesting story. But regardless, Youngman's son, the hero in that game, and obviously Fernando Llorente, but what does this do for Tottenham going against Ajax now? I think this... It's going to be a great... It's a, it's a, it's a great setup. Tie. This is an awesome But But setup. Ajax is carrying a lot of momentum. Holy moly, they're carrying a lot of momentum, beating maybe not the best Real Madrid team that's ever been in the Champions League in the last 10 years, but beating a team with Ronaldo on it as well. Yeah, they... they they definitely the Real Madrid win. You're just like okay. It reminded me of Man United being PSG, where you're just like yeah. Okay, it's it's doable. It's not necessarily like this dominant Galactico Real Madrid. Not anymore. Just no. like the PSG team was without Neymar. It's not really a great team yet. Yeah, almost there. But then they beat Juventus, and that's a that's a Ronaldo led team that's been playing really well. And they clinched the league, or basically I mean, clinched said, the league. You know, weeks United ago. beat them in. That's right. Yeah. So I no, don't know. they're not. They're not actually that great. I think well, that they were a little overhyped this season because it's just got a Ronaldo name on it. Well, but, they tried. It's Ronaldo in the Champions. They tried to add Ronaldo to make them better, and it almost made them a little bit worse than what they are because Dybala was their best attacker last year, and, now and he's, he can barely he, play. And there's rumors that he wants True. to leave now. Yeah, because Ronaldo just takes all the shots. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you. I mean, you should know what you're getting into if you if you buy Ronaldo. The, yeah. The the interesting thing about Ajax is that they're not like this like scrappy underdog who sits back and then gets lucky on one or two counters no, a game. Not at all. They, according to the XG, the expected goals. Oh, love some ex- expected goals. They have outplayed both Juventus and Real Madrid, so they're 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 really they play they play the right way. They play. Uh, what's the? They play the Ajax way, in yeah. my opinion. That just like looks totally. like the Ajax that like my dad would tell me. The about. total football <laughs> Ajax. Yes, yeah. total football. Your Johan Cruyff. I mean, oh man. It would be great for a Ajax Barcelona final. It's the the chances yeah, are. That'd be cool. I don't know. We'll see. But the chances aren't terrible. But no, it'd be, you, it would be. They're, they're both to- they're both toss ups. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I think I think one tie is two of the three best teams in the world, and the other one has just like two of the more interesting teams in the world in terms of like this weird Dutch side that'll never be. This good again for a long time because yeah, they no. just will They're sell just their players. Selling everyone, and then yeah. Tottenham, like they don't have a midfield. Like Sissoko is like playing meaningful minutes after like a year ago when Pochettino didn't even want to play him on the team. So, um, and they have a lot of injuries too. Like having Harry yeah, Kane yeah. is just a massive bummer. Yeah, yeah, that's I think something that's not as expressed in that City game. Like people really weren't 
talking about the fact that I agree. No. that Tottenham was as shorthanded as it was. And exactly, and shorthanded and playing in Manchester and yeah. doing all that. Yeah, like the, there was a it's lot a of factors. Like, well done, Mauricio Pochettino. And yeah. Maybe he has the Man United job locked up uh, if Solskjaer wasn't well, giving we'll it. I, I think he's a top five manager in the world for sure. He's definitely he's definitely doing a better job overall. I think he's almost there. I don't know who I would list as the top yeah, five managers right now because to me managers are becoming a little closer to obsolete again. Yeah. In the terms there's, there's of only like a few that really really matter. Implementing style. Yeah, exactly. There's only a few that really matter style wise. I think really it's managing the players' egos at this yeah, point. Yeah, managing that's what, the that's locker what, room. That's, that's what Zinedine is so good at. That is exactly it. And that's why you want those former players. That's why I think Solskjaer is the man for the job at Manchester United because he is a player's coach. He's going to get this team whipped up into shape. He's going to have players who play for the badge on the front, not the name on the back. Um, not necessarily a shot at Pogba, of course. But Barcelona-Liverpool, Messi versus Van Dijk. I don't think he's going to see a lot of Messi versus Van Dijk because Messi's playing. He doesn't right. play as deep anymore. So... Yeah. So it, that's what I'm saying. Which is you, fine. You, you will hear Van Dyke shouting a lot, though. Like, someone get close in on that well, guy. That's the trouble. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so he he sits back and creates these, you know, you have I to think, step up to Messi or he's going right. to run I mean, if, if we're going to talk about theoretical matchups, which, like, rarely happen, it's going to be Fabinho is going to see a lot of Messi. And do you I think hope. do you think Fabinho's the right guy that can kind of mark Messi out I of mean, the game? I mean, no one can. The, but no, of, the of, only, we've seen it happen. The only person... Bastian Schweinsteiger did Schweinsteiger it twice. has done it so well. Twice. I think there's no player who has been a holding midfielder that's it, defended a player better than Messi. It was world, defended Messi better than anyone. Yeah. It was Bastian Schweinsteiger. It was the World Cup final, and I think the first... It was the, the Barcelona leg of the 2013 oh, Champions League, I believe. The one that they won the, at Wembley, 2013, the, yeah. The Bayern, yeah. Bayern went on to win Messi, Wembley. I think Messi went out injured in one of those games. And, I can't remember. But he that. just, but Bastian was just on him the whole time and played him super well. Yeah, which is, you know, you can play even back then though. He was playing, he was playing differently than he does now. Like, which is crazy. Yeah, the New York, there's a New York Times article where there's like we've seen this is the fourth iteration of Messi yep. that we've seen, and it oh, was it is ridiculous. It's awesome. And there's a, there's a very good argument that it could be the best version because like he's creating more. He's, no, he's, yeah, he's used. It used to be he like created a little, scored a lot, or like. But now he's creating like all the chances, and for all the ones he doesn't create, he's the one scoring them. So it's like, awesome. Yeah, it's so awesome. I think that this, like this, this part of Messi's career is what puts him over the top. Is like the discussion for best ever. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like it does. And it's I've always crazy. said Pele. I've always said Pele. But like, obviously, not having seen Pele in person yeah. because I'm like seventy years too late. <laughs> um, well, not seventy, but you get the point. Uh, it's just, I think that Messi being able to adapt to the different styles. And his aging, through yeah, through his age, it's crazy through his haircuts, it's been fantastic. Like this through is his tax he's, fraud. He's tax fraud. He's arguably, I he's arguably the best ball distributor in the world right now. He's the best finisher and the best ball distributor in the world. Right yeah, now. like so I can't think he's of the a, best. I was gonna say, not you're even, missing the goals part. Yeah, he scores them too. Like it's, I hate to say it, but there's no. Midfield in Barcelona, maybe Busquets on a really good game who distributes the ball I in the attacking half. Like I love watching Busquets play, and he I don't know if that's just because I like, feel like that you're was... remembering an old version of him. Well, like, I, no, not, no, 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 the, the, yeah, the older version. Yes, because yes. like that was who I would watch film of. Yeah. when I played soccer. Well, as a he kid was very poor in, in the first it. leg in Manchester. You, yeah, I mean, but then he turned it around a little bit the second well, leg. Yeah, it was interesting. I think Scott McTominay. Shut down Messi. Yeah, and that is. Uh, go watch the first leg. No, back. I'm not. I, I don't doubt you. I'm just th- that is a funny sentence for you. It's to very say. weird to say out loud, but it is. I like, don't. He did. 
Well, Messi he was he got Messi hit. had a couple good passes in that game. One of them being the assist. Yeah. Assist, quote unquote, because I guess Suarez technically gets the assist because it's an own yeah, goal. Yeah, it should have been. Um, yeah. I mean, not should have. It was going wide. So it would have been a Coutinho goal had Luke Shaw not deflected that. And yeah. Had, he would have been a Luis Suarez assist anyway. But a hockey assist for Messi, that was superb. But that was the one time that he broke away, and I think it was like 40 something passes that led up to oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like it was 43 or on, something. On real Barca tiki taka style football. But for me, that's just like one of the interesting parts about Messi. Is he can draw defenders away and he can set up plays. Even when he has a bad game, he has impacted it and won the game essentially for Barcelona in that play. And the the crazy thing was and that I wouldn't say it was a bad game for Messi. I just well, think McTominay it wasn't, wasn't played the best. him well. But the, the thing is, so what's been happening this season is when Dembélé is not injured, he is taking the space that the defenders who are coming to Messi uh, leave open, just because he's so fast. He's maybe not as fast as Mbappe, but he's up there. He's very quick. And when he's healthy, he has a pretty decent shot as well. And I think just, Mbappe needs to get out of Paris if Neymar's still there. Like I don't think the two can play on the same team. No, and Mbappe can't be there longer than two years. Two more seasons. It's almost. It's just a waste for him. I, th- really I think is. anyone being on PSG is a waste. But that's just me. I, <laughs> that's true. hundred percent. Farmers League. It's all right. Um, <laughs> league. Well, a little shots fired there from La Liga man. Um, I don't know about. I don't know about this semifinal, but the semifinal between Barcelona and Liverpool, I mean, for me, I'm thinking it's Barcelona-Ix for this final. I think Ix prediction? is definitely going through. That's, like, my prediction. At least it's it's that. You're going to say Barcelona, I, right? You can't say yeah. Liverpool. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the only thing that trips me up is the second leg is not in Barcelona. If the second leg's in Barcelona... Do we Barcelona, know how that was determined? Because this was... No, okay. I don't actually. I, I'm so confused I by the way it. that the champ. I've tried to find it. I don't know how they determined the legs. But like I know how they determined the Barcelona-Man United legs because of the, the City-Tottenham yeah, the mixture. Same, they just... Yeah. City got it, it because they were the higher seated, whatever it was. They finished higher in the league the year before, so they get like whatever weird bylaw that UEFA has. But I don't understand this Champions League this year with the, the bracket style, but like... How did they determine Liverpool the didn't even finish first in their group is the thing. So you'd think that the higher finishing, like a tiebreaker, or the higher finishing group you'd think would like have a, have a choice, right. but it's it's obviously not the case here. Okay, what's more beneficial, do you think? Playing at home in the second leg or away? For, for Barcelona, what, at home. It's at home. At home. There's no... I think... It's very it's away. scary. Generally. Are, are you... I, yeah, I mean, I would, rather, I would rather have Liverpool at home at first because just come in... Just come in and just get smacked in the mouth at Anfield. That's what I like seeing Liverpool do in the Champions League. Yeah, and I've, I, that's what I've seen a lot the last two years. Because, but it's so dangerous to come into camp now. No, I know. With hey, the second it happens, leg, man, it's just it's just a dangerous place to go for the second leg, especially when it's knockout stages. Yeah, it's a very dangerous place. No, two two of the two of the historic fields in in Europe for sure. So. Uh, Anfield's. I would say Anfield is. I would say Anfield's the most intimidating stadium to play at. Oh, in Europe right now? No, right now Dortmund. Oh God, I would never want Dortmund's beatable at home now. Well, not. uh, Yeah, but I I would still wouldn't say Anfield. Anfield, I think is like. There's a lot of players who have like come out to say that, right? Yeah, like I've seen a few articles about that. Well, and and it's one of the places where you don't get a ton of like. Uh, travelers going there, like it's still like, yeah. Well, well, Liverpool always has like the small little yes. section for it, but I think once they expand the stadium, that might change a little yeah. bit. But 
Yeah, like I don't know how this. It's how a this fortress. It'll, it'll be really it good. Is. It'll be really, really good. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for this. This uh, if first leg. If Liverpool doesn't score more than one goal at in Barcelona, mm-hmm. I think that's trouble. That's big trouble for them. How many? How many do you Barcelona have, can score yeah. away? That's the thing. How many do you see Barcelona scoring at home? At home. Could be four. Liverpool won't give up four goals. I can tell Liverpool you that. Liverpool won't give four. Come on, they're the best defense in the world. It's gonna be no, two one Barcelona. No. It's gonna be best two defender one in Barcelona. the world and best keeper in the world. No, not best keeper. I mean, not I anywhere. Say that their keeper is not even in top five. I still take De Gea. De, uh, De Gea, Oblak, Navas, Mark Andre Ter Navas doesn't even start for his own Navas. team. <laughs> I love how you threw Navas in there. Navas is still dude, <laughs> he's, he's better than he's incredible. Oh, he's on the bench. far better than Courtois. Well, not not anymore. That Zidane's back, but yeah. Um, I think Messi playing against. Mm-hmm. I mean, Messi's first goal against Manchester United was a freak goal. Like De Gea, like did that almost was the second goal. No, no, I'm no, I'm the first goal. Like De Gea was literally doing everything he could oh, do, yeah, and yeah, he still yeah. scored. I mean, that's a messy goal. Isn't yeah, it? it's a messy goal. So if Messi gets maybe one or two of those, and Dembele is healthy, you have someone who's just tearing up the other side while Messi is drawing two, three defenders. And then just chipping it across, and then you're just off to the races. Messi's the only thing that scares me about the team. I th- yeah. Liverpool's played everything else; they just haven't played Messi. So it's literally if Messi wants to win, then I think Barcelona wins. That's like how well, I feel. Well, that, if Messi wants to win and isn't getting smacked in the face every five minutes, yeah, Liverpool will do that though. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it's going to be really fun because I love watching Messi play against physical teams. That's why I was excited about the United yeah. fixtures, and it was good. The first it leg, was good. Scott McTominay. Had his number, and then Messi had to play around that, and he did. At, and, and just, just kind of like, no. just kind of the strategy behind how Klopp will try and engage yeah, his defense. This is what's, him. that's what's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. I'm going to try and watch this on like one of those, like overhead camera types of things. Well, Camp New, just their regular camera is pretty yeah, far pretty out. Yeah, it's a, great. It's very I just want to watch yeah. the the formation and the movement from Liverpool in this game, how they defend. I would, ass- I would assume, and which starts. Out. Oh yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting how they line up for that game. I don't know. I don't want to really go into predictions on the way that they line up. In uh, this, other than I do agree, Fabinho is the right guy to out of. If Fabinho doesn't start, I'm gonna be very upset. If it's if it's the Henderson, Milner, Wijnaldum midfield, Burned four goals, then you got it. Well, <laughs> it just won't be creative at all, which will bug me. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'm gonna pick Liverpool just. Yeah, it'll be I'll, good. I'll also take Tottenham in the other one. Just so in all England, really? okay, Europa League as well, or are we getting sure, into yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. scenarios that are gonna mess up? I, I, I can't see, I can't see Ajax losing. No, I, I, I can't. I, I just Tottenham's luck, I think, is just gonna keep going. But I don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting. I think that first leg is gonna set the tone for Tottenham. Yeah, because they if, need to have a good first leg. If, if they Tottenham, don't, then if done. Tottenham just gets destroyed, I could see him just being like, "All right, let's try and make sure we don't damage fall control." Yeah. yeah, basically. It'll be it'll be uh, very fascinating how that first half plays this was, out as well for yeah. for Tottenham yeah. and for I guess the Barcelona Liverpool game too. It was, it was fun having a different perspective than our mostly English perspective from Adam. So yeah, Adam, a big La Liga fan, a big Barcelona fan. Great to have him in the studio for this episode of Emerald FC. Thanks to Ryan Wynn for producing and editing. I'm Sean Meadow, Austin Craycraft. Last thoughts? Go Reds. And Adam Everhart. Um, I'm just hoping our reserves can wrap up the uh, La Liga tomorrow for us, but it should be a good game. The oh, the Barcelona U19s are beating Chelsea in the semifinals of the youth UEFA Youth League Cup or whatever right now. It's the farmhouse. Can't beat them. <laughs> there you go. Ah, that is one of the best farm systems 
in the world. And that'll do it for this podcast. Emerald FC, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Go to dailyemerald.com. Support student independent journalism at dailyemerald.com. You can donate and just you know read our articles. If you're in Eugene, pick up the Emerald off of newsstands, whatever it may be. Thanks for listening to this episode. More podcasts on the way. Plenty more from different perspectives. We've got not another sneaker podcast. We've got how it's reported, which is personally a favorite of mine. We go through how you we report what we report. It's really a fascinating series, and props to Ryan and the podcast desk for that one. But that's the end of this one. Emerald FC on Friday, April 26th. The 30th on Tuesday, Tottenham IX. And on Wednesday, the 1st of May, Barcelona, Liverpool in the Champions League first leg semifinals. Thanks for listening. <laughs>